Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Voltron Legendary Defender, which we'll be getting into today. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. Jeff Anderson. Howdy. And Haley Neighbors. Hello. Today, Delaney, Jeff, Haley, and I are back to discuss Voltron Legendary Defender Season 4, this time getting into the ser- the uh, season finale, a uh, new Defender, Episode 6. Uh, we've previously went through the rest of this short, uh, quote-unquote, season here on the Overly Animated Podcast. You can uh, find all those uh, discussions at OverlyAnimated.com or on iTunes if you search for Overly Animated Voltron. Um, we had podcasts on 1, 2, and 3, 4, and 5, and now we're here just to discuss a new Defender and uh, wrap up the season as a whole. So um, spoilers for this whole season. Make sure you've seen all of season four, um, including this very eventful finale. So uh, let's let's get right into things here. Delaney, what are your reactions to the end of the season? I, re- I was really into it. Like, I was really excited. Um, like, I really felt like the stakes. Like, I was kind of, like, on the edge of my seat the whole time watching. I was like, are they going to die? No, they're not going to die. But, like, what's going to happen? And it was really cool. I, unfortunately, I had Lotor spoiled for me by our Discord because I get notifications. And, like, it's I wasn't reading it, but, like, it popped up on my phone. And I was like, darn it. So I had that spoiled for me. Yeah. But um, I mean, not that, yeah. that was that, not, not that was that big of a not, shock. No, yeah, not that big of a spoiler. But, yeah, that's It wasn't a big deal. But it was really, like, I really liked this episode. I thought it was really, like, exciting. And, like, like I, I just wanted to know everything that was happening. I was a little frustrated, like, okay, because, like, the description. Of, so I'm watching on Netflix, obviously. And, like, the description's, like, there's, like, only one member of Team Voltron can do whatever. And I was, like, it's, and, I was, like, and I'm, like, it's Allura, it's Allura, it's Allura. So I'm just waiting the whole episode. I'm, like, Allura, do your magic thing, do your magic thing. And they didn't, like do it the way I thought they were going to do it, which was nice at least. Like, she didn't fix the orb, but then she, like, got them free. Like, it was really cool. Like, I just liked it a lot, and, like, it was cool to, like, I don't know, like, having Hagar be the villain again, and, like, I don't know, it was just neat. Like, it just, it was really fast-paced, and I liked it a lot, and, like, it just... I really like it when, like, things are actually compelling, and I was actually worried about it, because sometimes with shows like this, it's like, oh, they're fine, they're whatever, but I, even though I know they weren't going to die, I felt like they were going to die, which is important, so it was pretty cool. <laughs> important to think all of your friends are going to die, is, says yes. Delaney. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> no, definitely, I, yeah, that's that's a good description. I think Voltron does, typically does a pretty good job with, like, raising the stakes, especially now, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts on the finale here? As usual, the cinematography was just world-class, I thought, just Super huge fan of that. Um, the season as a whole, I think, left a lot on the table, like like missed potential. If they had just had like two or three more episodes to build things up, it could have really been incredible. Um, but as it was, it felt a little bit rushed at times, like some undeserved, uh, some like some, some emotional moments that were undeserved. So. Okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely something we're going to get into. Um, everything that was not hit upon this season. Um, Haley, thoughts, initial thoughts on this finale. I enjoyed it. I think it was a good compliment to episode five before this. I think they paired up quite well, um, being the same battle and everything. And I think that the action in this episode was really like class A and all the, um, the animation around it and like the colors and the music and everything was really good. Um, and powerful. And I also enjoyed 
because I don't love Zarkon as a villain, like he's a good villain, but he's not super compelling. I like that it was Hagar was the villain, the main villain in this. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. And I love Lotor and him barging in at the end was really exciting. So I think it was good. Not all the things, if you listen to the last podcast that I thought was going to happen, this episode happened, but I think maybe my expectations were a little too high. It's only a 22 minute episode, so they can only do so much. Um, But I'm excited for the next season, which I think is a good sign of any finale in the end. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, definitely a lot of excitement for next season. A lot of things that we're going to be interested to see uh, what direction they go. Um, I thought this was a pretty standard Voltron finale. Um, and that's a good thing because I think this show has pretty high, high quality finales, but it hasn't really had, if you ignore last season's finale, which wasn't really a finale at all, um, then this is the third kind of finale slash midseason finale we've gotten. And, um, I think all of them have been like great action, suspenseful, potentially nothing super special narratively, but that's okay. Um, as a continuation of the last episode, uh, which I thought was phenomenal, uh, Begin the Blitz, um, which I like, that was just uh, such an incredible, just a war epic, um, like the best version of that type of episode the show's done. I was high, super impressive to me. One of the best episodes the show's done, I, I would say. I think this was like a good continuation. Yeah, it killed people off. Great. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah, it definitely like felt the stakes raised. Like they really sold like this, uh, this this rebellion, which had seemed pretty low, like importance and just low level. I don't know. Like you knew it was a big deal, but uh, that was now it's like a real tangible thing. And yeah, that episode really brought it to the forefront. Really enjoyed that. And this is like a good continuation of that. Like I thought this was good. We brought in a lot of interesting elements here. Um, we like resolved it. it. I don't think it was resolved in an, in like a super exciting way. Um, obviously, the end to this episode is with uh, Lotor helping out. Lasers is uh, you know like it's uh, yeah him. There's there's a lot of lasers, yeah, and Lotor lasers, <laughs> and um, it's it, it was it was like interesting um, on a character level, but not necessarily like this huge moment that you necessarily want to end the season. Uh, this, this episode, I would say is the best evidence yet that these, these are written as 26 episode seasons and not, uh, 13 because, uh, or yeah, or 24, I don't remember, but, um, because this is like, if you ignore the Netflix division between season three and four, this is the, you know, this is the latter half of those 13 episodes, then this would be the, um, you know, the season three. And if you say that the year 26 episodes long, then this is the mid season finale for season two, which I think makes a lot of sense. If you look at it like that, um, like there's a lot uh, that's still on the table here. Um, and it's not standard fare where we had, um, where we had everything wrapped up. So, um, I think like, just maybe look at it, even if it's not true, look at it as a, as a mid-season finale and i think it's pretty successful overall this season was was uh pretty impressive and we're going to get into that but um first i think some interesting things to get in into in a new defender character wise i think m- probably starting with this lotor uh heel turn kind of um it's it's not clear how real this is but lotor saves the day um he's uh he's tuning tuning into that police scanner and uh <laughs> and uh is like oh guess i should go there's a giant area with an explosion guess i should go there so that's you gotta go fight my mom yeah i don't know I, he can't know <laughs> just from that no he knows i guess he knows he just knows <laughs> everything yeah so he knows he goes there and then he shoots well he knew that probably if you stayed put he'd be blown up 
probably. Yeah. No, I think he went to the explosion. Like, I think. Well, he's like, they're not going to be there. If I go to the explosion, nobody's going to be there. He he, he could, might have currently been in the explosion radius. I guess he was going towards the ship, which was outside of it. That's true. I my the impression I got when I was watching it the first time was um, he's like explosion. Um, like I want to go intervene into what whatever's happening. Like, yeah, and and that's what I got as well. I just don't know what his motivation is for that yet. Like I specifically want to mess up with my mom's plans, or, or like what? But is he heroic? Like does like, he save he? people? Right. So this this is this caps off a confusing arc that Lotor has been on these six episodes. I think this division has been really unfortunate for the Lotor character arc, this uh, Netflix division, because like he had a super motive, super interesting motivations and like stuff with this comet in the first seven in season three. And now like nothing happened with that. Um, and nothing seemingly will happen with that. Uh, it's it just based on this arbitrary d- ch- chunk of six episodes we got, uh, it really hurts his character in my opinion, but, um, like at least we end in kind of this interesting place where he is, um, betraying or, I mean, they already like exiled him, right? So it's not really a betrayal. Um, but he's, uh, blow- yeah, blowing up his mom's ship and then, um, who when you I don't know how much we've gotten into this on the previous podcast. When you talk about him and uh whether he knows that Hagar is his mom, seemingly no. And uh, Yeah, I don't think he yeah. does. He knows Anerva is his mom, right. but he doesn't know Hagar is his mom. Right. Hagar didn't even know she was a Nerva like <laughs> Until just now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. No one really knew. I mean, that. I don't think he could know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, he, I, you get the impression he knows everything, but maybe not this specific thing. Um Maybe not. The fact that he said a Nerva like Yeah. Yeah. He did say like it was know. no big deal too. Yeah, like, I mean, even in like the whole like the whole like when she like made her fa- like when she made her like she looked all tan when she was like checking her face or whatever in her little magic evil mirror or whatever yeah and then and then like she changed back like it seems like like they've been hiding from the Gallern Empire that she's all tan yeah also really unclear how she can just change that but that's that wasn't the episode. she has magic yeah. obviously it, well it's kind of like in a Thor <laughs> like how they hit the how like they like made look like how what's her name oh my god. I can, Freya is it Freya? I, Freya made um, Loki look the way he does, okay. so, so he wouldn't figure out he's a frost troll or whatever the frost right. giant, whatever he is. I don't, I don't. Isn't it also because the Altans can like change their appearance, look like other races? Wasn't that how they I thought, explained I, look, it? I thought she was purple because the the poisoning from the <laughs> that <laughs> also seems to be. Possible. So I didn't think that this was the thing she was controlling. Anyway, um, so yeah, like let, I mean, she also could have been changing her face to look like what she look, used to look like too. Like it could have been the other way. Um, yeah, but I didn't think she was capable of counteracting a quintessence poisoning but okay so we had our discussion then um so my take let me give you my read on lotor's motivations then you guys say whether you do agree or disagree my read is that lotor doesn't particularly care about joining the rebellion slash voltron this is just like his his the only play he can make like he's he doesn't want to die like he's yeah. exiled completely from uh zarkon and he has these ambitions he wants to continue. So this is just a teaming up with the opposition can maybe let him pursue these uh, ambitions and uh, maybe help him not to be uh, hunted down by his father. So uh, I think this is just like a selfish kind of power play from him. What do you yeah, think? no, I don't think he like he doesn't see like everything we've seen from him is like he's he's selfish. Like he just uh, like. He just does things to protect himself. Like when he killed, uh, yeah. what's her name? Yeah. The it starts with an N. N- so like Nardi. Nardi, yeah. Nardi. Like when he Nardi. killed her. Yeah. 
which I'm just glad the cat's not dead. Tbh, <laughs> yeah, um, like oh thank God, um, because that's what I cared about the cat. Uh, Priorities in order, yeah. So he um like that was like to protect himself, and because he knew that's what Hagar was doing, and then. Or I guess he may have just assumed that she betrayed him. He might not know that Hagar was able to do that, but I would assume he does. Like, he kind of had an idea. But, um, like, he's just selfish. And then I, he clearly has, like, a plan. Like, I don't just, I don't get, it's like he has a plan. I don't know what yeah. the plan is, but he has a plan. Because, like, I'm still confused. Or, like, okay, you have, like, this little portal, dude. What are you doing? Uh, also, how do you not notice? But... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're we're on Amon levels of I have a plan. Yeah, no, we are of, on Amon. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's just totally selfish and like there's like this isn't a true Zuko. Like he doesn't like he doesn't really. Maybe there'll be a true Zuko later on, but his heart is currently not in the right place. He just doesn't want to die. He's like, save me from my dad, please. Yeah, he's just like yeah, a strategic force, and this is his move. Right. My, by the well, way, this makes sense, and it makes it, it probably makes sense. But we could, by the way, we can use the word like self-interested, maybe instead of selfish, because I think other than killing Narty, which really was a bad bad look for him. Other than that, he has he, yes. he's been pretty sympathetic, I would say. Um, and it's not clear. Well, I mean, you can still have sympathetic I characters, how- I think, who are selfish. Yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't want to paint him in like a truly villainous light. I don't think the show's done that. What do you What do you think of this, Jeff? It's well, I mean, it's regardless of whether or not he's truly villainous or not, I enjoy having him not be like three steps ahead of everyone anymore. Yeah. Like he's made some misstep mm-hmm. as he's stayed and he's got his generals got the better of him for some time. And so now he's kind of putting himself into a corner, which, um, like, you know, have some opportunity for interesting interactions when you know, he can't get everything he wants. He's got a bargain. Yeah, I, I, it is, that would be good, I think, if we knew what he was doing. Um, like, it, it yeah. You, That's the missing picture, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it, it's definitely true that we've avoided him just being too omniscient, stupidly omniscient and powerful. Um, but it, it's, it's like frustrating that we're abandoning the comet plan because we still don't really get it. Like, he's harvesting quintessence. Okay, like, and what else? Maybe there wasn't a what else. Maybe just the answer is stupidly quintessence like it is with everything on the show. But um, it's that that part is the is the incomplete picture to me. Um, so, yeah, Haley, do you agree that uh, not he's not suddenly a good guy here? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to be a good guy if ever for a while. Like, I think he's going to always have kind of ulterior motives. I think he... Be- I I don't know what his motivations were initially going to the explosion site because I don't think he heard that Voltron was there, but he's probably like, oh, what's going on? And go see what's up. Um, and then he could use helping them as a means of like bargaining and getting himself into the group. But I want to know why he wanted the comet in the first place and to build these ships, <laughs> which I think is like a bigger question that will actually reveal his motives because I don't, I don't know if he really wants to be like the 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 king or the emperor like Zarkon is, or if he just wants to be powerful and have fancy ships or something. I can't really tell what he wants to have happen. Um, but he clearly doesn't like his dad. And it seems like Voltron is the best way to, like you guys were saying, like keep him protected and maybe continue with this plan, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and Jeff, do you do you generally agree here? yeah yeah i'd say so yeah it's it's i i don't think this i think the interesting part though is i don't see um 
I still, I don't see Lotor as just uh, evil and un- incapable of doing good. So I don't think, even if he's acting self-interestedly here, I don't think that precludes him from doing good things as part of the rebellion. Um, no, he's shown that he does good things and is like not as judgmental like the Golra are. He's a good actor. Races. That's another thing, yeah. But didn't we hear when we first got him introduced that like the Golra commanders and everything didn't like him because he was out in the world doing yeah so the yeah quote good things yeah the god well okay yeah we may have we may have heard that we the, yeah so he may have been doing he, he like likes like planets acting on their own and not uh yeah yeah super that's what it was yeah, yeah. still under his right so the two good things he we doesn't heard care like yeah maybe he got that interest in like ruling yeah, like, so yeah, that's another thing. He's not interested he in rolling. He he likes planets acting independently with un, still under the Galran reach. But um, and then last yeah. is he associates with half Galrans, so he's he's maybe more open minded. But we've always gotten the impression that everything he does is kind of within with an air to other people viewing him. So it, it is yeah. really not clear how much of his actions are what he truly believes and any true goodness in his heart, or if he's uh, just trying to manipulate those around him and people's perception of him. So I think that that is, um, but I, but like I said, I think during our season three discussions, it doesn't really matter where it's coming from as long as it's the end result is good. And I think that's still going to be yeah. the case, uh, with, if he's working with the rebellion, like he could be a really valuable asset, maybe as a general or a general or something for the rebellion. But then like Keith, like doesn't trust him. Oh yeah, or that's like, definitely happening. Laura yeah. doesn't yeah. trust him. And like, they're like, I was right all along and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think. He just has mommy issues. He just wants to know where his mom is. <laughs> and that's why he's doing all this is so he can find his mom. And then Hagar's going to be like, I'm your d- mother. And then he's going to be like, oh, oh, no, that would he be amazing. Like yes. Yeah. Just like Zuko. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be really neat. I think he really has issues with like having to be in control. Kind of. It seems like that where he and he does it well. And I think that's part of his whole it might not be a persona, but kind of the the perception that he puts off where he's the prince, but he's a good prince and everything. And he seems very calculating as well with like showing that he is on the side of Ultron by saving them all from like the galaxy being blown up. But I don't think he's just going to join the team and be all happy go lucky. And I'm just another part of the group. The white paladin. Right. Yeah. The white, he's not going to be, well, maybe, I don't know. We never know. But I think at this point, not going to be like uh maybe fitting in super seamlessly yeah yeah and <laughs> still have his own motivation this episode is called a new defender um mm-hmm. so which might be him probably referring to him i don't really know what i was low-key really afraid that like his ship was gonna like attach to voltron or something and then i was gonna like <laughs> yell for like 10 minutes right so like it didn't happen like this, this is voltron legendary defender he's a new defender it's not called a new paladin but this the title gives you the impression that he would be something like that i think it's kind of a mislead um i think the i don't yeah. i don't think he's joining the group like i i know i put that solution there as like he's like be a general for the rebellion like don't like other than him saying let's talk at the end his action is prevent the rebellion and the uh and voltron from being blown up like that that's why he shoots the ship that's what he's doing by disrupting uh hagar's ritual um and he needs to do that or else zarkon would be in full control of the galaxy again and then would be able to hunt 
him down. So it's n- and then he can just go hide. Right. So he needs to prop up the the Voltron side of things. Like it's not even a, I like them. It's that they need to exist or else I'm dying soon. Like the only exactly or Zarkon needs to focus his energy on them and not me. So um, like yes, at the end he says it's time we had a discussion. Um, I, I think that maybe he'll be like a third party here, maybe working with them on some things. Maybe they strike some sort of deal. Kind of like Blade of Marmora, like he'll just like call in, and then Keith or Allure is going to be in the corner going, oh, "I don't like him." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be surprised if he was, uh, you know, part of the group. And I also think it's going to be interesting how his relationship with his generals maybe. Uh, it... We have like a team of Zula running around. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, because I assumed that they were going to meet with Voltron and the group of them when they said. Me too. That That's what I thought. Right? Yeah, that they, like, they only have one contact or whatever. <laughs> That's going to so, be awkward. <laughs> I, yeah, because I don't know. Are they going to... Is that them actually going... They weren't going to Voltron the whole time? Or are they going to them and then they'll all get together and it'll be really awkward? Or... That'd be so, awesome. so remind me, why why can't they go back to the Garan Empire? Because they're going to kill them. Because kill them. They they're with Lotor, Because they're just right? associated with Lotor, okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and they would like, feel like that's, like, oh, feel like that's salvageable. I feel like they could... You know, I don't, I don't know if that's out of play for them, but... Um, uh, I feel like, like Zarkon would totally blow them up. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, what would... Um, assuming Lotor did send them, like, that's a strong possibility, so... <laughs> uh, as a Galran general, I'm gonna just, like, assume that they're on Lotor's errands and... Yeah. Torture them to death. Yeah, I guess so. Exactly. Okay, yeah. They're trying to well, sneak we've, in we've information. We've seen, seen Hagar torture many people, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so that, that what's happening with them is going to be very interesting. Um, I didn't, I don't like separating them from Lotor in, in the fact that, it, it, with regard to the fact that it gives them, like, less screen presence. Um, yeah. Like, I feel like they have less reason to be on screen if they're not with Lotor. I, like, I think this is the ideal state. Uh, the three, three of them, maybe Narti comes back to life. I don't know what's up with that, but... Um, like, like they'd be great on their own. I just like, is the story really going to follow them now? I'm, I'm not convinced. Which is, I think, is a shame because they're one of the more, they're one of the more interesting plot elements that the show's brought on in so long. Character elements. So, um, Mm -hmm. I want a whole episode on them. Same. Awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, like episode two of the season just with them. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so yeah, we'll talk, talk more later when we, maybe we need to do some speculating. We haven't even, we haven't talked about kind of the main concept of this episode, which is, um, Nakazella, uh, this planet and, um, how Hagar uses her, her ritual to activate the Altaian terraforming on, on, uh, on the planet in order to, a lapis orb, if you will. Right. Yeah. Definitely (laughs) thought of lapis, uh, in order to convert it into a bomb and also to, uh, spark this energy field which trapped Voltron to the planet. So I think um, it's interesting uh, when you compare the spacing of these columns from the ground to the view from outer space, this planet is like smaller than our moon, basically, Um, unless they're taking shortcuts with the animation. But it does tie into another thing where like, Voltron lands in one location and there's whales and everything around him. And then later the generals on the radio say, he's taking planet Noxella. Like you can't do that on a real planet. You gotta like fly around for days, you know, assuming it's a fully staffed um, installation. So I think this is the size of a moon and not a full scale planet. Well, it's kind of like taking out like in like star Wars, like taking out whatever the heck that base was called, like the death star three or whatever. Star killer base. Yeah. Star killer base. Like, I feel like that's kind of what it was. Like they just had like their little location. That's yeah. It could be like super underutilized. I don't yeah. 
Yeah, it, pro- it seems smaller. Not not clear how the Voltron can just go everywhere at once. Maybe everything was focused kind of in one area. Um, well, it's ha- so they were probably just ba- like the outposts. Like it doesn't look like there were like citizens of the planet. That was just like where they were. Yeah, I didn't really get a good sense mm-hmm. of the planets. Like comp- it, 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 they just say this na- planet's name a lot. One of the most named planets on the show, and I didn't really yeah. get a sense of what it was. Um, but I'm more more interested in like what's going on here. I feel like this is a good Jeff question. What do, like what do you think of this concept, Jeff? Like this, turning the planet into a bomb. This energy field, uh, like con- well, uh, converting it, it from it, Altaians, uh, terraforming. What I'm trying to get away from is like technology for technology's sake. Like I mean, or like away from the coolness factor. Like yeah, it's cool. We have these purple force fields, and the pillars look cool, and the bomb is cool. But why is any of it the way that it is? Right. So, what it was it was the Galran plan all along. We're going to make a bomb planet, and we'll just leave it here till we need it. Um, in that case, could it be? I mean, uh, would would be so cool if the Galran Empire was actively encouraging um, rebellion in this sector of space specifically, mm-hmm. and you know, putting down all the rebellion and everything else, but letting it fester here so it can act as a nexus point, and then we just blow it up when we want to. That that would be an interesting thing, and I would love to have them do that, but they'd have to be explicit about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yes, I think I think so. Like I think that um they don't. It's not super explicit in the episode, but um like these generals with um Hagar, like this is the worst defeat in ten thousand years for going up and and Hagar's like Hagar's oh, like I know yeah she's <laughs> Hagar's like whatever. So like ha- <laughs> Hagar's like bomb. Hagar knows that this is fine. She knows de- she hundred percent knows that they have this bomb on. But she's uh, the only one who can do it, and she she's the only one who can do it. But whatever, like the the the. Zarkon and Hagar's empire is way too based around them being in charge, obviously. And it's like the se- the second Zarkon was gone, like it started collapsing. Like they're not good. They're not setting up a good chain of succession. Anyway, um, yeah. like the, like uh, the, I I think this is this was really cathartic to me. The fact that they did this because it implies to me that uh, this the Garan Empire, which it's just this absurd concept, like in Star Wars, of this empire that just controls the entire universe like they are actively fortifying and preparing for every situation by just implanting bombs in many of their planets and like having this force field ready to go so that like when whatever happens they're in complete control like this is what they are doing with their time in charge of the universe like that that's really that makes a lot of sense to me and like finally this empire seems like smart like they're actually doing something here so i was when they kept the altaian stuff like they like it's like they took over and they destroyed the Altaians, but they like held on to like their technology because we've seen other like we've seen other examples of them like taking advantage of like Altaian technology. Yeah, definitely. And like they, Hagar knows that I guess she, she right. knows she has herself and she can she can control this. But yeah, my my impression is that this is one of many planets like this and that um, this is like the extent of the power of the Garan Empire. Well, it's like all those mines, too. Like was it a trap the whole time? Like yeah, that, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I you, you get the impression that um this was this was somewhat of a trap. I'm not sure if if it goes as far as that they were concentrating the rebellion to the specific sector. Like it's possible. Oh, it, it, there's just bomb planets scattered. Right. It could do. There's more. It could. It's either that or that they saw it going this way and they're like, whatever. Like because we have we were prepared for every eventuality and this is one of them and we have this plan. And like they don't care. Like. Yeah, like it, what's it, what's the point like oh let's just blow up 10 planets who cares we have like a million more we own like yeah. the entire universe i'm just hope it's not like like hagar's like row beasts like just 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 for <laughs> fun you know like oh let's make a bomb planet just for fun you know there's no rhyme reason it's just rule of cool 
I, I hope it's not that. Yeah, I mean, I don't right. think they're going to explain it beyond what they did in this episode. For me, it was like enough that it's like just the Garins are just so prepared for for end, so like yeah. in charge. Dude, I- I, I would need a bit more explicitness before I trust them enough. I would to actually definitely have like that. I just like, I don't think the show is going to give that to us. I don't think they, they've typically done that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's interesting. And I also, so like here, I'm, so I like the concept of the Altaian terraforming turns the planet into a bomb because of like minerals in the soil. Okay. I get that. What I don't really get is how the energy field relates to that. It's gravity. It like it's pressurizing it. Like it's like it's like shaking up a soda can because that's how you make a bomb. It's like the pressure and the. Does it set off something in like the molecules or the atoms of the soil? Is that well, what yeah, is like happening? A, yeah, like a oh, okay, um, a, a nuclear bomb. Well, think about like a gun. Like you don't just shoot things. Like you have to have the spark and the pressure in the chamber. Like that's how guns. So work. you're saying the, like, the energy field things. is the thing that is doing this. Like that's the thing that's yes. that's setting the bomb off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so here, okay, so a fusion bomb, uh, what it does is you've got uh, um, like a, a primary uh, ignition that sur- that surrounds uh, a, a deuterium or, 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 or tritium core, and then that the first explosion, all the whole thing, the only thing it does is is just to compress the core, and once the core is compressed, then fusion starts happening and chain reaction goes away. So that's sort of what this field seems to be. It seems its only job is to compress the hexathermite, whatever, enough so that it can start doing a chain reaction and blow up. Because, like, okay. the difference between explosion and fire is that a fire is just fire. Explosions have pressure. So, like, you have to have make pressure so it can release it. Because you have to now, build it all up so it can let go. Did they need enough pressure to make this happen that was too much to crush them when they got outside of the line. Cause that seemed weird to me when they were just okay, able to really walk around. About that too, so, I was feel like if they don't, have, if it's not enough pressure that they're instantly smushed, the rock, the soil is probably not going to implode. But like, I think it was focused yeah. on like, they said it was focused on Voltron. And I thought it was because this is dark quintessence versus good quintessence. I thought it was I just cause he was heavy. That it was focused on anyone, but there is a thing, a concept of, um, um, strength to weight ratio like you know how yeah. ants can lift like 50 times their weight because they're really small and mm-hmm. like that's i guess that's how ant-man functions and is super powerful so sim- similar thing voltron might be immobile but once you exit and you're human sized you can move around quite a bit easier that's what i assumed was happening but it still seems like they needed m- enough pressure that they shouldn't have been able to like run oh, like they oh, were i agree yeah. if, if pressure was increasing linearly like it didn't. It doesn't drive with a countdown. You can't be moving around like that, and then in five minutes, oh no, it's going to blow up. Well, I but, think it wasn't the pressure. Was like it's kind of you also to think. So it's a, it's this hexamite or whatever. So it's yeah. also kind of like pressure per inch, like of these molecules in the hexamite. And so like it's not that the pressure is increasing. It's just it's getting to the point where the hexamite's ready to blow up. That's true. You know, because the pressure is not constant throughout. You know, I'm sure the pressure at the core is probably quite a bit more than the pressure right. at the surface so yeah. y'all are learning some physics and chemistry today <laughs> yeah so i Welcome this is very this, this is interesting i'm glad that there's like an explanation to this i like I, that's why i liked it because it wasn't stupid like it made sense like i was like this is actually okay science it's yeah, yeah everything seemed it seemed fine i could have like used the episode explaining that the uh because the the gravity the energy field seemed like the main threat for a long time here and there wasn't a moment when it's like no, the energy field isn't the threat. It's really the bomb. The energy field is just right. a, a vehicle for that. They didn't really have that moment. Um, so I, it was confusing. Like I did, definitely did not understand that from the episode. Um, I assume 
most people would not have made it. I don't know, but uh, it's it's like you know, yeah, Jeff. At first, I was I was, it was like, oh my gosh, you dummies! Like, we got to get out of here. No, we got to stick around here and figure out what this what these right. They should have just do. taken off right in the beginning. Yeah, well, yeah. It was like if really... they had done that, they would have just floated around in space and then get blown yeah, up. Yeah, yep, yeah, very true. So it, it was yeah. It turned out that it was correct to stay. I guess they were dumb enough for their own good. Yeah, I guess the the initial concept of stay to figure it out did hold is 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 was right so um but well the whole time they were like they were like we're gonna fly away so we can stop hagar and it's like y'all are just y'all just suck like i don't know it was it was it was it's a weird sequence um i think a lot of the episode is um voltron struggling against the energy field um which had some like cool um animation to it what what did we think of of those sequences of them just like ah, oh, i'm being pressed down i can't move i thought they were handy because especially when he was like just flying up i thought it didn't look very dramatic because he was well it looked dramatic but you didn't really get the sense that they're actually struggling against a ton whereas when they like you know like go to the in in the lion shot you can see like all the lines and everything and that was an effective yeah. animation tactic and they just like throw them back down. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I I enjoy. I think that that I okay. What I hate not it's, hates a strong word. I really dislike when Shira's like we have to give it all we've got and then we can defeat the enemy and then they just all like ah and then yeah. same thing right. <laughs> so at least with this one we have some allure of magic going on that changes the, the equation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, it's, it's still a get out of jail free card, but at least there's something we can we can work with that yeah the allure sequence i it was you know it yeah there was it, it was it was not clear what she was even doing um i enjoyed that i guess landscape or a pep talk i didn't i don't think that was built up well enough but uh no i agree i didn't i didn't, I didn't like, like it like i was like i think they're uh, pushing the allure lance ship on no, us really hard i don't think that i'm what are we shipping allure the, the third we're shipping allure with the third person now like uh yeah. They're trying to pay off. I wasn't on that podcast, but we're all shipping Matt and Shiro, right? Like that's what that's I awesome. that's what I got out. Sure, I, sure. Okay, I guess uh, there's uh, a yeah. there's uh, the I, they're paying off the blue line thing from last season. Like that's the the Lance Allura blue. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, not not in love with Allura. Just um, Altaian magicking them out of this, but whatever. She believed. I mean, I just want Allure to do things, and it was okay considering that most of the season we just called her Keith, which is irritating. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, Uh, yes, did do that. Um, Not not a strong stretch of episodes for equally balancing the characters. We'll talk about that, but um, yeah. And then the the other major thing we need need to hit on here is Keith um, about to sacrifice himself. (laughs) This is really funny. (laughs) What? Like, Like, would that have been effective? If that was an effective tactic, you'd think that people would have figured that out by now and just sent decoy ships to hit the shield. Like, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have worked. Any sense? Yeah. Well, I liked it because, like, it was just like one. They will have like. Okay, I really liked Keith this season. And, like, I mean, I, he was kind of on my nerves. But I was like, no, Keith. And I actually felt bad. I was like, no. And then Lotor showed up. And I was like, this is kind of funny. You look really stupid because you were just going to yeah. fly your little plane. He would have hit like, it. There would have been a puff of smoke and he'd be gone. Like, that was... Yeah, <laughs> and they were well, all like, he's so going to die anyways, so... Like, yeah, that was know. the best part. You did it, Keith. No, it wasn't me. Yeah, you would have been dead if you did it. Like, yeah, exactly. God, so dumb. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, this is like a typical move for the Keith type character. At least, like, the stakes are high enough that yeah, you need to do something. 
Obviously, this wouldn't have worked, but <laughs> no. needed to just they needed they needed something to happen. I don't know. They could have like all formed up and shot their lasers at one point or something, rather than just shooting this one metal ship at the side of it. <laughs> like, yeah. it was very strange. Uh, this was uh, so we on the first podcast we talked about how we thought Keith would. Um, he was like, okay, he's gone from Voltron. Well, he'll recur throughout the season as a Blade of Mummer, and he didn't really do that. Um, he didn't show up again, I think, at all until last episode. Um, yeah, yeah really. I was right. I was disappointed we missed any like like super secret agent episodes with him. Yeah, um, and we kind of got our fill before that. Right, it was just an excuse to get him off the show. I guess. I, yeah, I don't. I'm not not clear what's happening there. I think that he's still not on back on Voltron for next season. So yeah, no, I, it's yeah, really no. confusing. Yeah, I feel like he'd stick around to interrogate Lotor. Oh no, he'd be there to like glower mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Have they had a moment where they recognize they haven't right that they recognize that they were in the beast belly from the so that has season? to happen. Yeah, because that that should happen. Um, I think so, uh, um, if we think that is him. Lance did have that. Was that Lance? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Lance and Hunk that were there. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Not no, Lance recognized one of them. Oh, okay. We had we yeah, had yeah. this on, yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, okay. So let's let's talk season as a whole and next season now. Um, so uh where does where does this there's two ways to evaluate this season overall i think it's um this stretch of six episodes and seasons three and four combined and try to evaluate them both and um i guess for me either way it's kind of the best stretch that the show's had like i think this is probably better than this half's better than last half um and also i think this combined season is definitely the strongest of the show uh what do you think delaney i think i agree like so, I watched all the episodes today, and I was like, ugh, I have to sit and watch Voltron, I have to watch all these episodes, and I love Voltron, I really do, but I was, like, not looking forward to it, and then I sat down, and I couldn't stop watching, and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom, I don't want to get up and go to the bathroom, I'm going to watch Voltron. So, like, I was really into it, like, this kept me on the edge of my seat, I was actively interested in all the episodes, until we got to that awful episode, and we all know which one I'm talking about, and it was awful, and it made me, like, want to die, the Voltron show, that was horrible. <laughs> And, like, it was physically painful to watch. But, like, there were so many of those episodes, like, in the previous, like, seasons. Like, this was just, it was action. It was really interesting. There was a lot of stakes. There was a whole Pidge episode. And I was, like, living for it, obviously. And it was great. And we just had some, we've just had some really, like, there's just been a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, The low tour stuff's been really interesting. And it was just, there's so much action. There's, like, I don't remember which episodes it's, it's in. There's this scene of, like, Volt, I, Voltron's like blows up all the ships and you there's just this Voltron's like backs to you and there's just like explosions and you're like this is so awesome like it's so beautiful and terrifying and I was like this is so great and that was just how I felt the whole time while I was like yeah Voltron yeah and it was just awesome and I hadn't felt like that in the previous seasons of Voltron and it was just good like I like the whole coalition speech and I was like I'm really like I'm really getting this and I really liked like begin the blitz is such a good episode and just and obviously the best episode ever is is reunion obviously the uh, pidge episode yeah finally got that paper like i got a like a pidge a pidge alone episode a whole episode finally. just about pidge at last my dreams have become reality matt is back and matt is cool and matt just fangirled over pidge the whole time which is what pidge deserves 
And it was amazing. And I just really, this season had basically everything that I would have wanted from it, except there wasn't enough like Allura focus. And it was just great. And I, there were milkshakes. I love milkshakes. Like this just that's, has wait, everything. That's, what, that's what you're bringing up. Yeah. So the the page yeah, episode lived up to your expectations. Uh, yes. One, it lived up to my expectations of I wanted there to be one and there actually was one. So shook one that they had a pitch episode. And then I was like, how did I not find out until just now there was a pitch episode? Like I would have assumed there would have been like, a light in the sky from like Dylan being like Delaney. I was trying not to spoil you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Well, I did immediately message Dylan. I was like, Dylan <laughs> freaking out about the pitch episode yeah. because obviously that's all I've ever wanted in life. Yeah. If, and I was if, like, if, we, I if we'd known we'd have coordinated Delaney on the podcast, but yeah, I did. Like, did, did Oh my know. God. Like obviously. Yeah. And then like just freaking out like that. We actually got to find Matt. Matt's al- I was, I knew Matt wasn't dead because like in like because netflix is stupid and it shows you like oh we've covered this yeah (laughs) here's this little like tid oh they're hugging and then but i was still about to cry when pidge is like i'm like it's a memorial oh god it's a mausoleum and then like pidge reads it and i'm like i'm gonna die right here right now like i'm gonna cry and i'm crying because pidge is crying so good yeah so basically this is a great season because pidge had a Pidge episode, okay. but it was really action packed, and I was on the edge of my seat. And obviously, I really liked it. I've never been this passionate about Voltron ever, so it was wow, great. Nice, good, thumbs up. Strong, strong, uh, hot takes not not hot takes, strong, like positive takes from Delaney. There, about, strong Delaney yeah, takes there you go. because these are you're like, oh, I'm not shocked about these things yeah. from Delaney. No, it's it's good though, Jeff. Do you agree that, um, strongest run of episodes for the show and strongest season in season three and four? Yeah, I'd say so. There's there's a lot there's a lot to like about this. Yeah, uh, Haley. Yeah, I I think season three slash four as a whole is definitely the best out of the whole show. I feel like personally, I preferred season three to season four just because the episodes. Um, I think they had a greater sense of like unity and kind mm. of I, also introducing Lotor and his generals and everything was great and seeing them a bunch um and I love I love when shows get into backstory and more plotty elements and stuff like that and I feel like season three was really good for that um so I think out of the two I preferred that but season four was amazing and I think reunion was really really a standout especially because it's Pidge which was really awesome. The best character. Um, yeah, and to finally get Matt as well, because and to have Pidge not always being like, but my brother, no, my brother. Like, now we have yeah. him, which is good. Um, yeah, and this finale with these two episodes were really, really good and really exciting for the show. Yeah. Um, I, I it Yeah, the season three works better as a group, but n- neither of these are supposed to be on their own, so whatever. Um, like, I think, I think yeah, like, exactly. average uh, quality of episode for this, this six would be higher than the previous seven, but that's not even the important question. Um, I, like, uh, yeah, to combine this with season three, and this is by far the best season of the show, um, I think these episodes were very good, and the show continues to trend upwards in, in overall quality. Um, like, I think that uh, the the uh unit of begin the blitz and a new defender um to end it is like underwhelming as a season finale but like great uh just as two episodes like as a two-part episode um i think the highlights from the season i think the best episodes reunion which i would put as number two for the show behind the legend begins from last season um 
So that would be my second like uh, best episode of the show. So that's great. And then um, Begin the Blitz next in the season for me when has an argument for third overall on the show. By the way, Begin the Blitz, incredible episode, incredibly like tense, uh, like just this war epic exploring all these various like things and then just randomly inserted into the latter half of the episode is a 30 second transformation sequence and i think it might have been the worst use of a transformation sequence in the history of the world oh i hate it they were already already, wasn't it they were already voltron and then they like second one in the whole season yeah they didn't no they didn't yeah they they definitely scaled they didn't do the extended one before this and um they're already voltron then they went out and then they formed back again and that's when they decided to do it so first of all it was a stupid timing on it in terms of like they're already voltron five seconds ago second of all it just incredibly destroyed the momentum of this great episode so they have to meet their quota. I, yeah, yeah. I think it's it it's, a, it's like a, it's I a skipped. production detail. Yeah, it's a production detail thing. But I don't care. Like it's their decision to insert it there versus elsewhere. But um, that that is no, honestly. Like I've rants about transformation sequences a million times in this podcast. But that Dylan could write a book that, about. No, how honestly, though, this was the worst sequences. I've ever seen in that episode. Like, yeah, no, it was they really killed bad. all the momentum. Yes. It's just like, oh, okay, now we're watching this again. Let's, you have to, come you have on, to try like, to, we're going to you have to try to ignore it and like evaluate the episode. But man, um, that was not good. So honestly, when well, they broke apart, I was like, oh no, <laughs> so I knew they were going to yeah. get back together, and I was like, this is going to suck. Like I felt it coming. I was like, darn it. Yeah. So that that's. But, oh my gosh, when uh when, when the first time he shows up on planet surface, that was incredible. Oh yeah. The, the the scale of Voltron, I haven't seen that before in this show. Yeah. Well, it's like he's just like on the ship, and you're like, that's scary. Like you see his face. Yeah, that was good. Well, what, what what freaked me out was like when they were showing the pillars, and you're like, oh my god, that's so big. Because <laughs> like Voltron's oh, so. Yeah. Mad. I was I like, oh that. my god. It's so cool. Yeah. No, I love that. No, I love showing the scale of Voltron because it's easy to forget that Voltron's like actually this giant, absurdly large robot, and like that's what we see it in space. And there's these giant battleships. Like I love it. It's so good. Yeah, five, five, just incredible all around. Um, just it's just so pretty. Yeah. Um, I think I think then third best would probably be this finale and New Defender. Um, pretty pretty close with episode one, Code of Honor. Those are both also excellent episodes. Then I'm less of a, less of a fan of the Black Black Sight um, episode three, although I think it's still very good. I think that's the one with the milkshake nonsense in it. So I didn't really. Yep. Yeah, I really like that episode. A like lot. I think there's I a like lot of good things too. in that episode, but then there's like uh, them trying to figure out what a cow is, and I was not into it. But <laughs> that was really stupid. <laughs> it's it was just them memeing. Like we have this inside joke on the show, ha. Huh? So um, anyway, and then there's the Voltron show, which um, Justin and Haley were like, it's good, and fa- I think it was fair. Yeah, it would have been fine. If Corinne didn't talk like that the whole episode, yeah, oh my I kind of hate it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a good episode in comparison to the rest. It's definitely a filler episode. It's, like, though, like, it's like, clearly, it's the worst of the season. Yeah. But um, there, I, I respect the t- filler episode. If he didn't talk like that, like it hurts me so bad to listen to. Him. Like I can't do it. Like I <laughs> hate. That's like the worst. I hate when they do stuff like that. Yeah. It's awful. Like if he had just done it for like thirty seconds, he did it the whole episode. I wanted to just claw my earballs. Like I just wanted to die. I hate, I hate that. Like, it's the worst. Like, they have to do this smarmy, weird, southern accent rock star dude, and I hate it. Like, please don't do it. It's awful. Yeah. I hate okay. it. So we got we got that. You hate it, yeah. Um, yeah, I, so I think it, it's reasonable that someone might say it's a good episode. I just actually, I think this is just not a good episode. Like, I think it's just bad. So um, there's 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 that take. Um, it just does, also just really doesn't work in the context of these episodes. Um, well, it's like the idea of it was really interesting. Like, they're doing these shows, and like, it was really neat. And then after that, but then it was like, 
the rest of it was like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. And you know what else? Like, what all the sort of amazing things we could have done in its right. place, like more Lotor time mm-hmm, or more right. world. There's just so much left hanging. So let's, let's, let's end. By the way, generally agree with my episode ranks. Any major disagreements? Uh, obviously, yeah. Reunion's the best episode ever I've, I've, in the history. You, you'd you'd say it's better than Legend Begins. Because I'm saying, like, and not saying, I'm saying Reunion's the second best episode of the show overall. Like, that's pretty high. Yeah. No, but yeah, Legend Begins is the flashback episode with, um, with right. everything that's happening, yeah. So, uh, I don't, it honestly would be hard for me just because, like, the uh, emotional notes in reunion. Uh, yeah, no, I think like the, not just for me as a person. I mean, yeah, no, I think the grave, the, the I think the uh, when Pidge thinks he's dead in the graveyard, it's one of the high points of the entire show. I do think like no, I was like oh I do God. think it's hurt by the fact that like she finds him alive very soon after that. It's like there's not a lot of time for that to breathe. So, um, and that Netflix spoiled yeah, us. Tra- I wish yeah, we can, ignore, ignoring the Netflix, that. like that's outside of their control. But yeah, um, but like narratively, yeah. like that episode is a beautiful. Like we have like these flashbacks, and and then they tie in, and then she, like Pidge remembers the code, and I just loved. I'm, obviously, I love Pidge, and this was like the best episode ever. I do think. I mean, the Legend Begins is also a great episode. Again, they use flashbacks really well. That's also in the Legend Begins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I think reunion might be the best just for all how everything comes together. But the legend, be- I mean, it's probably close. Yeah. Well, we'll be debated for our end of the year awards. Voltron will only get one each show, only one representative episode for the episode category. So we'll see what people want to campaign for there. Um, I'll scream. <laughs> but there you go. There is. Um, yeah. So that I think uh, overall season takes. Let's briefly touch on uh, what's left hanging for next season. I think a major one for me is Lotor and these comets. We have two comet ships. He's going to build more. Um, like, where the heck is the comet? Like, is it still back there? Yeah. I seen <laughs> what did he do with it? Right, he's on the run. Is it stored in the ship? Yeah, weren't they going to make three ships total? So, well, they're going to make oh, five. Wait. Didn't he and he, uh, I remember when they were leaving the base in whatever episode that was when they were getting attacked, he said, load the comet onto my ship. Yeah. So he probably has it with him somehow. Well, he said, said, you two generals, like, you take the two comet ships and we'll load the comet into my ship. That's three ships and only two ended up leaving. So... Well, don't they uh, have his big ship? Like that's what I thought they were in. Yeah, yeah, they, they were the same. Sh- don't they have the same ships? ships? Let's assume that Lotor has the comet. Okay, so he is yeah. he's comet in as some tiny number as of it ships. Must be. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I, what he's doing with that, I think, is my most interesting thing heading in the next season is like Lotor's motivations well, and actions. Obviously, no, it's it's pretty clear he's making an anti-Voltron. Like the ship that he pilots right now is like a pair of legs. Okay, it's like that was definitely what we were uh, speculating last season. You think that that's reinforced by the season, Jeff? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I think so, and maybe more powerful too, because it was able to like destroy the shields and everything, just like that. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, it, it just it looks like when he's like zooming around space and uh, like running away from. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has like leg shaped kind of. I I don't think that's like, like clear at all, but I do like think that's like clearly where we're going because um like. It's Voltron. We've demonstrated that Voltron is made out of the same comet that this that he's making these ships out yeah. of. So, like, yeah, put A and B together, and um, he's making the dark Voltron. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's, in, he's I'm in so lot, ready so, for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I we'll we'll see, but I, I think it's interesting. Like, It'd who's going to pilot that now that he's separated from his generals? Like, that's probably my second most interesting thing is what's going on with the generals next. It all merges together, like. 
it'll just like attach to Voltron. Like they'll have like little pieces on the lions. I like parasitic Voltron ship. I'd like that. Yes. <laughs> oh. And then we have the uh, I think every, what Hagar is like up to, and um, what Hagar and yeah. uh, Zarkon are up to now that uh, Zarkon's awake. And like I guess Zarkon is just too stupid to. He's like Darth Vader right now. Yeah, I, I, he he doesn't really care, seem to understand what's happening, but Hagar knows. So like, what's she gonna do with this new information about who she is and their history? For now, nothing. <laughs> that was kind of annoying. Um, I think she should do something about that. I wonder if she knows that Lotor is her son. Because she doesn't seem to have much love for him. <laughs> like, she's right. actively trying to kill him even after she got her memories back or whatever we figured out might be happening in that scene. Like, she, I, I would have thought she, it would be interesting if she had, like, subtle things where it could be interpreted as her kind of trying to save him, but not, like, not showing that to the public. So she doesn't get caught, but you know she's like actively trying to murder him. Well, is is she <laughs> like what did she do? To... Well, didn't she try to? Oh, what did she do? Oh, actually, well, it seemed like she was just trying to figure out what he's much. doing. Like, yeah, what are you true. Up to? Yeah, she just kind of sent the cat after. But by sending the cat after him, all the uh, ships came to kill him. Yeah, so she didn't, like, maybe um, she had like a safeguard in mind or something, but. Um, we're missing a very important point of what's going to happen to the cat. Yeah, she was right? also like very, very concerned with the existence of that of of his, of his comet ship. She, she's like, "Oh no!" You know, like, as if this is the end of the world, right? Not like you, evil son of mine. Yeah, she's yeah. Zarkon is like, he's going to use them against us, so we got to kill him. Yeah, she she seemed to like kind of understand what this meant, which would make sense if she has memories of her previous um, quintessence experiments now. Um, so I think, and like the new quintessence that he's using or whatever. And so she's probably like, Oh no, which we still have no idea how he got that. Yeah. 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 And like he, he went to the Dibazol remains and like she, uh, Nerva should in theory know about that now. So like they might clash that. So I think, I think all of this is our, our interesting elements at play. And of course the big thing we haven't talked yet is when will the Shiro stuff come to a head? Um, like uh, clone clone Shiro, we haven't done anything with that yet. So that that's. I was so ready for her ritual to be to activate him. Like I was <laughs> yeah. expecting that to happen. R- ritual to activate right? sleeper cell. She was like, yeah. "Oh no, I I've got I've got a p- secret plan or something," and then that would have been perfect. But I thought I when like when uh, Hunk was like, "This stuff feels weird." Talking about the hexamine, I thought it was like he had little bits of Shiro. Oh, that <laughs> like, I thought he had, like blown up or something. I don't know. No, no stop. <laughs> Scan it and coming back at Shiro. Deny, no. It's legit what yeah. I thought happened. But yeah, the, the, like we 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 all like in episode one we speculated. Okay, the finale will be clone Shiro, and then he's disqualified from being Black Lions, and Keith has to come back. So yeah, I think these are intertwined. The, the big two Voltron plot lines are. Um, it, when's is Keith going to join back up with them and what's happening with our current Shiro. So there's, I think way more, there's a, an incredible amount of stuff on the table here and past seasons, there was like nothing on the table heading into next time. So yeah, it's good that the show is being more narratively ambitious and like, there's a lot more to speculate about and look forward to now, I'd say. Um, any, yeah, Jeff, do you think it's a good thing to have all this, all this hanging to, to next no, time? Don't I think that, like I say, this, this season, was missing quite a bit. Like it's just feels like an arbitrary cutoff point when we really need a lot more. Yeah, I think it makes more sense if you look at this as the season two mid season finale. 
Like, I think it's like, oh, it'll be back in a month and there's all this stuff hanging, but it's just, it's, it's just half of the season. Like, I think that might, yeah. Yeah. But like, well, it's not going to be no, back in a month right. as far as, right. No. So my, so, my guess yeah. on when the show's back, they, they seem to be coming up with a new 13 every six to eight months. Um, the question is, will it be from August or October? Probably from August. Um, so I'd say January, February, March would be, would be the good. I just really hope they decided that this split season is not worth it. Like, come on, seven episodes at a time, six episodes at a time. That's just so stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't work. It it it, dev- it didn't work with these. I think it punished this back half of episodes. Um, like I think the first seven ended up working out, and they didn't really consider what this last six would do on its own. Um, I don't, you know, I don't mind Netflix dividing up seasons into smaller chunks. They don't have to put the whole season out at once. Um, is half a season the answer? I don't know, but like at the very least, just don't arbitrarily name it a new season and be more careful with your release times, like maybe a month after, or a few weeks after. Like if you want to do like half the, you would just get two releases out of it, do it like beginning of the month and then the 15th of the month. I don't know. Like that makes sense. Uh, or, or just a consistent one episode every month. Right. Like they could do that too. Like, yeah. Or weekly or That's something. something like, I think, I think we're show. kind of trending that towards with Netflix is like for these shows that produce 12 episodes a year, they just release one a month. Like that's an interesting option for them. You know, there's other show I, I follow, Star Trek Discovery, which is it's a similar like it's, a, it's being released on Netflix, but it's also on CBS's all access thing. And, you know, they're releasing it online, but they're doing it week yeah. by week like it would in a normal show, which I love that because it lets you have a communal viewing experience. I've always said this is what I hated most about the last uh, few seasons of Korra was that. You know, so, oh, here's all the episodes. Enjoy them in whatever order you want. Yeah, yeah. CBS is weighing in on the binge structure now. Um, they've they've gone online with Star Trek, and like Jeff said, they're just releasing it online once a week. So like that is that's an. I, I wonder if other places will react to that. Like, will Netflix say, okay, we may want to try that with one show? So, I think they well, all they split they it in half. So you never know. Star Trek. Yeah, like it makes but, sense with that show. Like, there's got to be like a one Netflix show that this might make sense. I think this show might make sense. Yeah. But yeah, so gonna be yeah, we'll be back whenever the show's back. Um, it's a lot, a lot to get into in season quote unquote five, and we'll see how many episodes it is, <laughs> and we'll see whatever. So, uh, definitely, definitely gonna be interesting. Um, final thoughts on the season or things you're looking forward to, Delaney? Um, Pidge, obviously. Um, more Allura stuff. And I don't know, I'm just excited to see how, like, Lotor is going to, like, tie in. And, yeah, yeah, I'm just really, I'm just excited. Like, I'm not usually, like, really, like, I'm actually really excited for, like, the next season. Like, like I'm really yeah, excited about yeah. it. Thumbs up, yeah. And, but we didn't hit on the lack of characters thing briefly. Uh, I think it's incredibly noticeable how little hunk there is in these 13 episodes between yes. seasons three and four. Hunk mm-hmm. and, well, and Lance even, too. Yeah. Like he Lance just... had, there's one season three episode where Lance had a solid B plot. And then um, he had, a, yeah, other than he didn't have a lot to do these six. He had slightly more to do in the previous seven, but there was not a lot of Lance. There's zero hunk. Pidge didn't have anything to do until the Pidge episode. And other than that, she didn't right. have anything to do. Um, Allura was a little was under the radar a little bit. Um, de- definitely, Keith. Uh, after Keith was very prominent in those first eight episodes, and then past that, had very little to do. Um, and then, of course, there's Shiro and everything going on with him. So, like, I think they've 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 like widened their ambitions narratively, and um, they've lost track of a lot of their characterization. Like Hung specifically, it's really not clear to me why he exists on the show right now. Like he's not doing anything. Yeah, he's not even cracking that many jokes yeah, either, no, too, which not. has been like his main purpose. Yeah. Like I don't, it's I'm like it's not like the clearest 
blatant negative on the show because it almost doesn't he almost isn't even a factor anymore like that's almost worse like it's not even a negative because he's just not is what's it a negative for like hunk does not exist he doesn't exist so where's the where we're losing the points i don't know i it's not like the show needs to consider uh keeping its uh keep its characterization in mind anyway uh jeff final thoughts on the season or things looking forward to um yeah just uh i really can't wait to hear more about uh, the uh the whole garin situation i right now i think that's more interesting to me than anything going on um, on the good guys side i mean we'll have a bit of intersection now that lotor is there but yeah yeah they've turned it around with the with the garins yeah lotor and hagar like are maybe our two most interesting characters now that's it's it's been great um and even zarkon like but i don't know if we zarkon's redesigned by the way ridiculous um so ridiculous is it good or just ridiculous uh, i mean it works for him <laughs> like he's he's a ridiculous character so it fits i think but uh it's it's very funny to me okay uh Haley, final thoughts here uh, I think it's good. I'm excited to see what comes because, like you were saying, I'm definitely like really pumped for all the new storylines that are happening um, coming forward. Unlike with other seasons, where it was like, "Oh, cool, exciting," but this is like there's tangible things that are happening um, and that are we hope going to play off and theories that could potentially come to fruition. But we'll see. Um, we could all just be spinning all this time and none of it really happens uh but yeah i'm excited because like i said i like plotty episodes and backstory kind of episodes and i think based on this season we're probably going to get those going forward so yeah i'm very excited yeah a lot lot more to look forward to now next season um like I'm, I'm very interested to see where all the these open threads we've talked about are going i will say i'm still not really attached to the show um, like we check in on this, I briefly mentioned it at the end of the, la- the last episode every season, but, um, like I think they've improved, but they've improved in what they're already doing and they haven't really tried for like the emotional attachment to their characters type of thing that I've, I've been wanting them to do. Like, give me a reason to really care about these people. Like the pitch stuff's on the right track, but it, um, like the show still very much feels distant to me a lot of the time. I still think it really needs more heart. Um, like I've been very harsh with Voltron in previous seasons. It's they've improved a lot with season three and four, so we're on the right track. But um, I still think we need to shift shift gears a little more. Like I still think it's a big difference comparing the show to Avatar. Not not even in terms of quality, just in terms of like fun. Like I I want to have yeah. more and character right, attachment, like, character too. attachment. Like I want to have more fun with the show and I care more about the characters. And I still don't really have a reason to. The show's really not giving me that much in in that department and reason to care about these people. So um, I do I worry about them scaling up and losing that sight of that even more. But at the very least, we're doing what we're trying to do really well. And that, that is kind of good enough. I mean, I think Voltron's back, like, after season two, as, like, it's not even clear to me anymore whether Voltron's in the top tier of animation. Um, like, it probably was on production values alone. But, like, now it's very much back in, in the, you know, top five animated shows on TV. So pro- probably will be on my ballot at the end of the year for top five shows. So it's 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 definitely adding a strong run this year. Um let us know your thoughts on any of the things we talked about here. Yeah, this is this is it for us, I think, on season four. Maybe we'll have a wrap-up podcast at some point, but we are very busy with a bunch of other shows right now. Um, let us know in the comments on uh, OverlyAnimated.com, on YouTube, 
um, and uh, to make sure you don't miss uh, more Voltron podcasts. So whenever we come back, you can subscribe to us on YouTube or our Voltron feed on iTunes, uh, Overly Animated Voltron. Um, if you want to keep the discussion going, we do have uh, Discord, as mentioned before. Maybe it will not spoil you because we're done already, but uh, OverlyAnimated.com <laughs> slash Discord uh, to text chat with us. I think it prob- we can probably delete the Voltron spoilers channel now. I could try. I want to try to merge it, but I don't know if we can do that. So I don't like miss the chat, uh, the chat history. Anyway, um, and uh, consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Overly Animated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Steve, aka Frequent Commenter Steve, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. A uh, bunch of stuff upcoming. Uh, right, well, first of all, thanks, thanks to everyone who's been on these Voltron podcasts, Justin for hosting two of them, Jeff on Jeff on a bunch of them, Haley uh delaney now joining us so andy and andy of course so thanks everyone for this voltron coverage uh we got it done very fast still don't know if it's the right way to cover netflix shows but i don't think there really is the right way but um yeah so uh stay tuned for ruby um uh we have a bunch of sh- current shows kind of OKKO, okay, ducktales um mysticons ladybug coming back at the end of the month and star counting down to star vember next month so check all of that out overlyanimated.com thank you guys very much for listening we'll see you next time bye 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 see you